Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. And you're being hosted by yours truly, Lance Williams. Want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard, Jeff Hartman. Also want to give a big shout out to the Oracle of the website, Dave Schofield. Also want to give a big shout out to Big Bro Sco. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to the dynamic duo of Who's Bad? Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio. I know I'm getting to the show a little bit late this evening, you know, life calls. So, you know, there's things that I have to do. So, unfortunately, I got to the program late on the West Coast, 8.25 p.m. approximately. And if you're on the East Coast, hopefully you are doing something more interesting than watching me live talk to you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully you are somewhere with a club in hand and the opposite sex in the other hand hugging, holding, dancing, having dinner, doing something social, or even the same sex doing something social. So hopefully you are having fun and you are doing your thing thing. And I'm sure you will get to our program in the morning on the audio platform. And if you're just doing it, listen to the show, if you want to fully support our show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on any podcast feed or Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, anything, uh, you know, make sure that you subscribe to the show there. Make sure you also subscribe to the show on YouTube as well. Also hit the like buttons. We have the super chat feature. And uh, if you want to ask me a question, we're going to get into some Q&A today. Talk a little Super Bowl as well. We'll, we'll jump into that. Uh, and big up to everybody right now who's on the live chat. It's starting to grow. Big up to Carrie De La Fosse with the black and gold hearts. You got to love that. But before I jump into the title of the program and the topic, and the topic of this particular program is, yeah, I said it, the Steelers glass is half full. I, I, I'm concerned uh, with Mr. Third and Fifth, better known as Mr. Gummy Richards, um, Antonio Brown. This, and this is from a place of being a dad, being a father, I just hope he gets his life in order because he has young kids that are dependent on him. And, 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 and I hate to see beyond football that he's spiraling out of control. So although he blocked me on Twitter, you know, I'm going to send prayers out to him that hopefully he gets his life together. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking at the comment from Ty Olbega. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping – that everything works out with him and his family, that at least he gets to a place in his life where um, he's not putting that all in, in, in jeopardy. So hopefully Mr. Gummy Richards, Mr. Third and Fifth, can somehow, you know, right the, the inner demons that seem to be playing out because he looks like a lost soul without football, although he's done everything to jeopardize his ability to play football. But let me get into the topic. The Steelers' glass is half full. Now, if you don't know about my background, I'm a graduate of Carnegie Mellon University, and I'm also a graduate of the University of California at Berkeley, Cal football. Go Bears. Because of that, I tend to, to bring an analytical framework around football. 
Uh, I'm not an analytics guy, so so to speak, but I, I try to use numbers to try to explain most things. And so I try to come up with number-based answers to the eye test. So I'm old school. So I'm turning 50 this year. So I, I'm, I'm solidly rooted in eye test. But the Carnegie Mellon and the UC Berkeley background makes me find a quantitative answer to what I see with my eyes. And if it isn't there, then I look at it again. So that that's kind of the background and the backdrop of what I bring. But preparing for this show, you know, I tried to do and get into my inner egghead, my CMU, my car, my, my CMU, my UC Berkeley, get into my inner egghead. Um, I also can code in several languages and so on and so forth. You know, I'm an expert at database design so on and so forth. So I try to get into my egghead stuff. I try to do my best Dave Schofield, the stat geek guy. Uh, big up to Dave Schofield and Big Bro Sco did an awesome show on the no-fly zone just about how much the Steelers' pass offense has improved. So I try to do my inner Dave Schofield to try to find a statistical reason as to why the Steelers' glass is half full not half empty. But the more I looked, and, and I really took a look at sacks, I looked at turnovers, I looked at a lot of different numbers and metrics, and and at the end of the day, I didn't really come to find one particular metric, one particular number that made me think that the Steelers' glass was half full. And what made me think that was a conversation that I had with the editor-in-chief, my co-host of The Standard is The Standard, Dave, um, Jeff Hartman. And in that conversation, he was just shooting holes in all of my like numbers arguments and coming up with specific scenarios. And yeah, but this year they didn't win because they didn't get turnovers. This year, they didn't win because of injury. This year, they didn't win because of this. And in an NFL season, you know, that's why the modeling around win shares and predicting wins and all that stuff, uh, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I don't understand it, like, because it's too hard. There's too many other factors to try to predict winning. But what I'll say is this is other than having a healthy franchise quarterback, in my opinion, there is no overwhelming predictor of success in the National Football League. Let me say that again. If you want to predict if a team is going to win and win consistently, it takes a franchise quarterback, a healthy franchise quarterback. Now, they didn't go to the playoffs the year that they went nine, six, and one, right? With the healthy Ben Roethlisberger. It's not a guarantee that you're going to get to the Super Bowl. It's not a guarantee that you're going to make the playoffs. But look at the teams that have had success, particularly in the AFC. You know, just look at the representatives in the Super Bowl. So before you got Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you were talking about Tom Brady. Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, 
and I believe Joe Flacco and Patrick Mahomes. That's five guys. That's five guys. All of those guys are franchise guys, except for Joe Flacco, obviously. Uh, but they're all very good players. And, and Flacco was a very good player for, for a while. Couldn't play on the road, but, you know, it's Joe Flacco. So if you have a consistent quarterback, that's the biggest indicator of success if you want to predict something. And the, and the good thing for the Steelers is they're getting their quarterback back. Now, that's where it gets tricky, though, because when you're talking about half full, that's where I'm hedging. I'm saying maybe a quarter full, and, and because the big mystery is Ben Roethlisberger's health. So I, I'm going to put it back to a half full, and I know I'm going to keep it at a half full, not a quarter full or an eighth full or a sixteenth or one thirty-second or one millidecimal. And that's that analytical egghead stuff that's coming out a little bit. But because I trust the ownership. And what it do, Brad? What it do, Brad? I trust the ownership. That's what it do. I trust the ownership. I trust that if the Roonies are fine and the Roonies are comfortable, then I'm comfortable. Why am I comfortable? They're trustworthy. I trust what the Roonies say. I don't feel as if the Roonies are selling me a bag of gummy Richards or Richards. <laughs> anyway, I don't feel like I'm getting sold a bag of gummy Richards or Richard gummies, gummy Richards. I like that better. So I don't, I don't think they're pulling the gummy Richards over my eyes. I don't, I feel like, if they feel comfortable with where, where Ben is and the progress of whatever it is, then I feel comfortable. Because every season, like Jeff said, is different. It's its own story. It's its own book. Now, do I think that the Steelers are going to go out and lead the league in number of turnovers like they did? Do I think they're going to lead the league again in sacks? No. Although they have led the league in sacks the last three seasons. They've gotten almost 160 sacks, 165 sacks in three seasons. Unfortunately, they've only made the playoffs once in those three seasons. But if the Roonies feel comfortable with where Ben Roethlisberger is, I feel comfortable with it. And if Ben Roethlisberger comes back, I don't even think that this defense has to play to the standard that it did last year for them to have increased success. That's why I think like the glass is half full because whether he's 38, 37, whether this is 15, 16th year, Ben is a franchise first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. And the and that's better than any free agent you can bring on the roster because we've talked about the Steelers cap issues. So if you tell me you have a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback on deck that you're going to bring in the next year, that means your glass is half full. Automatically. Automatically it's half full. Now, you can't say, you can't plop Ben into last year's defense and somehow shake it up in a ball and come down with some configuration that says, oh yeah, they'll play like last year on D. You put Ben in, blah, 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 bloom. Now they're in the Super Bowl. No, you can't do that. Because to Jeff's point, every season, again, is its own season. 
But damn, it's nice to have Ben Roethlisberger coming back. And you guys know I have been hard on Mr. Ben Albert, Mr. Me guy, the selfish guy. I've been hard on him. Like, I've absolutely been hard on Ben. I've been Ben's probably toughest critic. Um, You know, Ben has done some turd-like stuff. Uh, The passive aggressiveness, you know, the throwing the teammates under the bus on radio shows. Yes, all of that exists. But Ben is worth, Ben is a number one draft pick. Think of it that way. It's like you're getting a number one draft pick. People are complaining about the Steelers don't have a number one draft pick, or they were until Minka was really good. But think of it this way. The return of Ben Roethlisberger is like getting a number one draft pick. It's like you're picking the best quarterback in the draft. Joe Burrow, screw Joe Burrow. They're getting Ben Roethlisberger. He's a proven commodity. Ben Roethlisberger is the best player that you can acquire on a team in 2020. He's better than any free agent out there. It's Ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl champion, that is coming back to a roster that is loaded on defense. And the reason why you can't bank on the defense being the same is there are significant free agent questions. There's the whole Bud Dupree issue. There's a Javon Hargrave issue, the Grave Digger. So those are why you can't just plug and play and it should be what it was last year. And it's No. However, getting Ben Roethlisberger back is exciting as well as it automatically makes the glass half full. Automatically. It is not half empty when you bring back your franchise quarterback, and that's what the Steelers are getting back. The only way it would be half empty would be if he was injured, or when he came back, his injuries left him compromised still, and he could not play quality football in 2020. But I don't believe that to be the case because, again, I have trust in the ownership. And I think the ownership, if they had issues with it, they would be forthcoming and say it. Or they would make moves that would dictate that that's how they felt, and it would be very transparent. Like they go draft a quarterback early, or they go get a quarterback in free agency. Like it would be so obvious that his injuries were an issue. But I think they're going to be pretty transparent about it, more transparent than they have been about the state of the injury. So so I, I trust where the ownership is and that the ownership feels comfortable about it. So in totality, and to sum it all up, the Steelers' glass is absolutely half full in 2020. But before I get to the live chat again, I want to encourage you guys, if you have any questions, you can hit the super chat feature. You can jump to the top of the queue. But I'm going to roll it back because the live chat is absolutely, surprisingly, at this time, is blowing up. So I want to I want to start from the top. I want to uh, give a big shout out to Ty. Ty was first in. Big up to Ty. Uh, and Ty asked, why you got to make me feel that way, Len? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't recall what I said even five minutes ago. Uh, Dragon, big up to Dragon Jay-Z. Dragon is out there messing with the thotties. You got to be careful when you mess with the thotties. You got to be absolutely careful. Ty is a funny dude. Some of the other comments um, that Ty put, I'm going to show this one comment. (laughs) No, I'm not going to show it, Ty, because you're a bad boy, but that's a funny comment. Um, 
Michael O'Mallory wrote Gummy Richards is forced to get help now. I hope he does get it. I mean, in all seriousness, I, I hope he does get some help. Prayers out to him and his family because some of the stuff that we've seen, you know, it, it's the indication of a man that's spiraling out of control. So I want to comment on Mr. Biggs's point in terms of the Steelers' glasses half full. And he commented about the offensive line and, and the running back position. And I'm interested about that. The running back position does not give me warm and fuzzies. The offensive line does not give me warm and fuzzies as well. But I think the Steelers are going to figure out a way to keep Filer and Finney. And if they keep both of those, then uh, it'll give me some warm and fuzzies. Uh, oh, here's another comment. Uh, Ty said, I wouldn't have guessed that uh, Big Swaw codes. Hey, man. Hey, you know. Well, I'll, I'll surprise you. I got gifts and talents, man. I can rap. I can, you know, I got skills. I can freestyle, get busy on the mic. I can get busy with the fingers coding. I could do database. You know, brothers are talented. That's all I can say. You know, I am popping my own collar, ping. You know, I got a little gifts. I got some talents. I was blessed. I'm not, you know, you know, hey, you know, I, 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 I you know, I got handed out a few things. Um, and I'm an outstanding podcaster. You guys love me too. <laughs> You know, I'm going to say that uh, as well. Uh, so let me jump into this question by Deal With It. I, oh, wow, that, that that was clever, Deal With It. I love that. At Lance and anybody else. If you haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger's 2020 Steelers pump it up on YouTube, you have got to watch it funny, but it got me all pumped up. A great watch. Well, I, I need to watch it. I need to get pumped up because I'm excited about Ben's return. And you know, I mean, it's like I've taken Ben for granted. I'll be the first to admit it. I've been really tough on Ben. I've held him to a super high standard. And, you know, I, I think Ben actually is going to jump on the white horse, riding with the cape, and, and get busy next year. But I but I hope he I hope he plays in a way, if this defense is very similar to what it was last year, that he plays in a style and a fashion that caters to a defense. Slinging it for 5,000 yards. I don't know if that works. Um, to Michael O'Malley's point, eight and eight without a starting QB, that's dang good. And so I, I would think that, but you know, you can't just, you know, you just can't pop Ben in the mix and everything's the same. You know, seasons change. Uh, you know, Minka may not be the dominant player he was last year. You know, what if you get the fallback from TJ? So things change. It's ever evolving. But I would, I, I would surmise that. You know, because I think they're going to offer Bud Dupree a tag or they're going to tag him or offer him a deal. And I think Bud Dupree will be back. And so I think the defense will stay intact and still be pretty good. And the one thing that we have seen is they can get pressure. You know, you keep getting pressure and good things happen. Uh, and, I, and I agree with Steelers respect 90. I think Ben has at least one quality year left. But I know if there is any fall off in Ben's performance, the way his salary is structured, it'll be interesting. Although the Steelers, if Ben were on another team, let me just say this. If his performance fell off with what he's owed in the final year, he would get waived. But I don't think the Rooney's will ever do that. I think I think Ben Roethlisberger will retire as a Steeler. He'll never play in another uniform. He'll never, uh, you know, they'll never let him get the free agency. None of that. Let me jump into the point from Guy Rowe. He said, I think if we draft a quarterback in a second, Ben will play one last year 
and have that QB develop, and then Ben will retire and continue right where we left off. They already drafted that guy, Gyro. They already drafted him. It's pretty Mason Rudolph. Pretty M. Pretty M is that guy. Pretty M is the guy. He wasn't second round. He was third round. But the but the draft capital that they spend it that they spent for him. He's that guy. I mean, I mean, he he is that guy. They've already done that. So if you don't think he's that guy, oops, oops. So, you know, to Michael O'Malley's point, the D with Ben moving the chains, putting up 25 is enough, Sir Lancelot. Uh, I think you got to score 27 points a game to win a Super Bowl. That's just where I think it is. Uh, you look at the teams that were in the playoffs this year. You look at the teams that are in the, the Super Bowl right now. If I'm not mistaken, somebody can correct me in the live chat. I, I think they both scored over 28 points per game. So. Uh, and like we're getting bent with Bo said, if they take a quarterback in the second, he's going to lose it. They're not taking a quarterback in the second. Uh, I don't think Mason is necessarily the guy, but I know that they're not investing in a second round quarter, a second round quarterback. No way, no way. Absolutely. And getting bent with Bo, you know, I'm looking at this background, Bo, is there any way you can beautify this? Well, you can put some Steelers stuff in the background anyway. I, I'm sure you work with Jeff. So, Bo, get back with Jeff. Let's make this real beautiful. Thank you for all your assistance and your help. Um, Brad Jewett chimed in. Juju is an outside receiver, route running, height, physicality, hands, and comprehension of breakoff routes. He's an outside receiver. One thing he does not have as an outside receiver is what the Kansas City Chiefs receivers have in abundance is speed. Speed. If you want to be an X receiver, you need to have speed, in my opinion. I think there are some body types that are prototypical of X's. Antonio Brown, Mr. Third and Fifth, Mr. Gummy Richards, played the X receiver, but I think he was a generational talent. I mean, he could get away with it because of his elusiveness and his get off and, and, and ability to get into his routes quickly. But in my opinion, X's look like Julio Jones. I mean, that's what X receivers look like. They look like Keenan Allen. Keenan, not the fastest guy, but Keenan is big. Well, actually, Keenan's not a not an X receiver. He's he goes everywhere. But I think Julio is the classic X receiver. Outside the numbers, combat catch guy, high verticality catch guy, a lot of speed, top end. You know, you know that's what I think. James uh, Cowball asks, uh, when was I at CMU? I was at CMU from 92 to 94. I was at CMU. I went to the Heinz School. I got my master's degree in public policy and management from CMU. So I graduated CMU in 94. Ironically, I graduated in the same synagogue uh, that fell victim to that heinous crime in Pittsburgh. So that's another odd tidbit. Uh, in my life, um, James Cowboss said he spent many a day at Flagstaff Hill. <laughs> well, yeah, I did not. I was a grad student, so I did not. I spent plenty of my days at Panther Hollows Inn, uh, drinking purple hooters and uh, getting wings and fries at O's. That's what I spent a majority of my time and at Silky's and at other places in Pittsburgh. If you if you know any of those names, you know I'm from Pittsburgh. I just dropped some Pittsburgh names for all of you. Um, 
Let me look into the live chat to see if there's more stuff in there. Um, Dez Bryant went. No way. Dez is done. Put a fork in Dez. Dez could get no separation, but Dez had the body type of an X. Dez had the body type of an X. Uh, but I don't think Dez, you know, Dez was having issues getting separation uh, late in his career. So, no. Uh, that that I don't think that would be a, a a way that they would go. But offensively, I I think they have to have a a better plan around tight end. Um, and I think they need a better back, particularly when you look at the division and you look at the backs in the division. When you've got Mixon, you've got Ingram, um, and you've got Chubb, and you've got uh, I'm trying I'm I'm forgetting the name. Uh, the Kansas City wide receiver that was just, I believe, arrested. Uh, former Kansas City Chief, uh, not wide receiver, running back that was just recently arrested. Um, Kareem Hunt. I mean, the Browns got Kareem Hunt and Chubb. I mean, come on, man. I would, well, you know, I did the show of why the Steelers should sign Kareem Hunt a while back, but, um, you know, Dez is a red zone guy. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, getting bent with both. But the thing is, you got to get to the red zone first. And sometimes there's a lot of distance between where you start and where you finish. He he He's not the guy. Thank you, Steeler fan 19 for Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, so thank you for that. Um, getting bent to both said he went to the audience. <laughs> well, you guys are now dropping resumes to each other on the live chat. Uh you know, if, if, you know, anyway, that, that's absolutely funny, but yes, I, I do think the Steelers, I, I still think the direction is still pointing up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think largely because I'm confident that they have a really good coaching staff, particularly after what we saw the coach that they did to get this team to eight and eight was absolutely outstanding. Um, I think when you get Ben Roethlisberger back, coupled with this defense, I think the sky's the limit for this team. And so I absolutely think that the glass is half full. Oh, I like what Brett said, cover three, engage eight defenses. He tears up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I do not disagree with that, but with that listeners, we're going to go ahead and conclude the program. We're going to keep it a little bit short. It's a little bit late for me and late for you, but I want to thank you guys for always, always 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 choosing to continue to rock with us i mean we put our best effort to try to give you guys scintillating and fun programming that's why i'm not talking about the pro bowl you know like some shows will talk about the pro bowl and what's minka fitzpatrick what's he learning at the pro bowl nothing minka fitzpatrick is learning nothing at the pro bowl other than i hope i do not get hurt that's what minka is learning at the pro bowl so we try to keep it fresh you know, I'm going to keep it funky for you, like uh, nice and smooth. So, you know, we try to keep you good, fresh content and keep you well-informed. Make sure you're checking the website, BehindTheStillCurtain.com. Make sure you're supporting all the shows. But with that, we are going to get out of here. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.